Our hearts are in search of peace. Not just any kind of peace. We want the peace and the calm that the Lord gives to those who completely trust in him. To completely trust in him, we must know him intimately. We must have a revelation of his love and his character. The enemy doesn't want you to have these blessings, so he'll put up roadblocks to hinder your access to this revelation. The number one roadblock or the roadblock he uses constantly is fear. The kind of fear that presents, prevents you from gaining access to the Father. We're going to take you back to the beginning, the book of uh, Genesis, chapter 3, verse 8. And this is right after the fall, right after uh, Adam and Eve ate the fruit. And they heard the sound, this is uh, chapter 3, verse 8, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. This came from the Amplified Version. Let's look at this. Father God comes to the garden to fellowship with his creation. It was his desire for intimacy. He created this beautiful garden to put man, and I should say mankind, in it and fellowship with him. Revelations 4.11 says, Revelation 4.11 says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. That word pleasure, thelima, it means what one wishes or has determined shall be done. The purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ, of what God wishes to be done by us, commands, precepts. It's will, choice, inclination, desire, pleasure. The Bible doesn't tell us how long, how long they fellowship walking in the cool of the day, how long that happened before the fall. As a side note, if you remember, God told Adam to replenish, to subdue, and to have dominion over all the fowls of the air, the beasts of the sea, and everything that creeps on the ground. Adam had dominion because he named all the animals, which means he named the serpent, serpent. If he was given the command and given dominion over all the, every, all the fowls of the air, the beasts of the sea, and the, everything that creeps on the ground, he was given dominion over the serpent. He just didn't use it. He could have told the serpent, uh, step off. That's using today's vernacular. We're not going to do that. And the, the serpent would have had no other recourse but to slither on someplace else. Let's go back to Adam's answer to the Lord. And remember, the Lord wasn't looking for information when, when he asked, where are you? And this is the gospel according to Al. 
I believe the question means, where do you say you are? God knew where Adam, where Adam and Eve were, was, were. Where do you say you are right now? Adam didn't answer with, I'm over here. I'm, I'm right here. He answered, and depending on which translation you read, I heard your voice or I heard you walking. Some of the translations say use the vo word voice. Others use the word walking in the garden. So I hid myself. I was afraid because I was naked. I often wondered why they couldn't see they were naked before the fall. Just the thought, I would think that the eyesight was a whole lot better before the rebellion than it was after the rebellion. And I believe the Lord gave me a glimpse of what Adam and Eve looked like. They were clothed in light. They were clothed in the glory of God. Psalms 8, starting with the third verse, says, When I consider thy heavens, the works, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. And that word that was uh, translated crown means to encircle, to encompass, to surround. They were surrounded with glory and honor, which is why they couldn't tell they were naked before the fall. And when it comes to glory and honor and light, who needs clothes? After the fall, that glory and light faded, and the shame of nakedness was all that was left. Adam said, I hid myself because I was afraid. Why was Adam afraid? Had he not walked with God in the garden in the cool of the day? Didn't he begin to know God's love for him and Eve through that fellowship? Notice the omniscient one, the all-knowing one, already knew of the sin of Adam and Eve that they committed, and he came looking for Adam anyway. That should tell you something. That should tell us something. <laughs> Growing up, even though uh, I don't remember ever remember my mother or father telling me God's going to get you or something like that, or 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 that uh, you know, God don't like ugly. Oh, by the way, if you're a parent and you tell your kids that, stop it. Uh, because it gives them a, a misrepresentation of who God is or what God is, all right? I don't believe I've ever heard that from my parents. Still, I had the impression of God as one who was waiting there for me to mess up and bash me over the head. That's the, the representation I had of God growing up. Don't know where I got it from, but that's, you know, I was, I was, I was scared of God, just like Adam was afraid. This is the number one tactic of the enemy. He uses fear of our nakedness, fear figuratively, to, of being exposed, and shame comes in. In such a state, we can't get our prayers answered. The way we combat it is to go ahead and be exposed. Transparency. Repent and ask the Lord to forgive sin, which is he's always waiting to do. It took me a long time to realize that God wants to forgive my sin more than I wanted to repent of my sin. 
it took me a long time to realize that God wanted the fellowship with me before I, before I wanted fellowship with him. It took me a while, and I'm still getting the revelation that there is nothing that I can do to make God love me anymore. So we, we, can, we can quit striving. We can quit striving. There's nothing you can do to make him love you anymore. And he can't love you any less. And I meant nothing you can do to make him love you any less. He can't love you anymore because his love is complete, total. I'm going to say something that's kind of controversial. Fear is a sin. Whew. Glad I got that out. <laughs> if you don't believe me, turn to Revelation 21.8. This is from the King James. But the, the first thing, this is the first thing. But the fearful... That's the first, the first few words in that scripture. The fearful, the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. But the fearful. Other translations use the word coward or cowardly. And it's a type of fear which stops you from doing what the Lord called you to do. This type of fear leads to unbelief because of not having your prayers answered. Courage comes in. In spite of your fears, you carry out your assignment to fulfillment. There can be no courage actually without fear. But you carry on in spite of the fear. The fearful are those who allow the fear to stop them from doing what is necessary. The very first time I had to sing in front of a large group, uh, was at the la last church, and my heart was pumping in my chest and nervousness, and I continued to confess the scripture in 2 Timothy 1, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but the power and the love and a sound mind. Did the fear go away? No, no, the fear did not go away. The the almost heart attack kind of eased a little bit, but the fear did not go away, but I was able to go up there and sing without the little rattling in the voice, the little fear rattle in the voice, even though, even though there was a little nervousness. And that happened quite a bit. So I recognized, I realized that you can do what you need to do. You can accomplish what you can accomplish in spite of the fear. And that's, that means like infantrymen or, or uh, in, the, in the army or in the Navy, uh, when there's banging and booming all around you and the your supervisor, your superior tells you to charge up that hill even though their bullets are flying, you're scared to death. But you charge up the hill anyway because of the training and courage. Remember what happened to the servant who hid the talent. Matthew 25 and 24, starting at the 24th verse, verse. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered him unto him and said, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou wicked and slothful servant. All he did if you remember the story, the, the rich man gave him 
10 talents to one, five talents to another, and gave him one talent. And they went and traded, did what they, and they brought, and they doubled their portions. Yet this one just took the talent, hit it, didn't do anything with it, and it gave him that talent back. But he is called a wicked and slothful servant. Thou knowest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury, with interest. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For every one that hath, hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. In verse 30. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Those, and this is for those who just really just want to sit on the sidelines and not multiply the seed that has been sown in you. You can't sit on the sidelines. We're going into dangerous waters if you sit on the sidelines because of fear. Fear causes us to take matters into our own hands rather than following the leading of the Holy Spirit. In so doing, we make matters worse. I've done it. I, I, I can tell you that for, for truth. Well, let's talk about certain fears. Fear of exposure. This fear causing an causes an individual to stay away from people because they might get to know them. This individual tries to avoid placing themselves in a vulnerable position and doesn't feel adequate enough to exchange intimacy for fear. They might not be accepted. I know. I had this fear. And it can also go along with the fear of rejection. It's a type of fear that makes you procrastinate or not act at all for fear of making a mistake. Not act at all for fear of making a mistake. I'll, I'll let you on a little circuit. You're going to make a mistake. You, you are going to make a mistake. And once you learn from them, hopefully you don't make that same mistake again. I come from a, from a group of people that learn the hard way. But that, that education sticks. That's all I'm going to say about that. A person in this predicament doesn't want to be the at the point of attention, especially because of a mistake. I know I had this fear. I had confessed for years that I wasn't good enough rather than, uh, rather than speaking what the God, what the word of God says about me. Fear of man. This fear causes timidity. One doesn't stand up for themselves because this individual doesn't want anyone angry at them. They would bend over backwards to please others to the detriment of themselves. I know I had this fear. Fear is a spirit. So how do we combat that spirit? With the word of God. It's not enough to recite the word of God. Scripture memory is good, but meditation on the word is much better. Anyone can recite scripture. I know because I can recite scripture. But where is that scripture on the path between the mind and the spirit where is it is it still up here because you can say it all day long if it's up here and it's 
just a testament to how much you can recite and remember scripture. But if it's down here, a knowing in your heart of that particular scripture, you can wage warfare. We can recite the word and make mental assent that it's true. But it's much more effective when we say it from the heart, then we know it's true. Meditating on the scripture allows Holy Spirit to speak to your heart regarding that scripture. It allows an exchange. You begin to know him and all members of the Godhead through his word, not just know about him. It's just like uh, President of the United States, the former President of the United States or the, the President of the United States. We see and hear news articles, news reports about him. So we know about him, but you don't know him until you're actually sitting in a room looking at him face to face and exchanging ideas and talking to him face to face. You don't really know that individual. The word says in 2 Corinthians 10, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Where are these strongholds? They are in the mind. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We must actively filter every thought which enters our mind. I had, I, I had lazy mind syndrome just whatever thought came in there just let it go just keep on doing what I'm doing just let it go can't do that because really our thoughts need to because the the enemy can bring in a and a stronghold get his foot in the door and begin to push that door wide open to allow more and more to come into your mind james talks about that the, the progression that leads to sin. So we need to filter, actively filter. And even if we have to say, get thee behind me, Satan, 30 times, 300 times a day, we need to actively filter what comes in our mind. And our mind needs to be renewed by the word of God by speaking the word of God. All right, so when we talk about meditation, meditation is just like not home. Home. That's that's not the meditation we're talking about. Meditation we're talking about is not only reciting the word, but allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you in that particular word that you are reciting. Or, you know, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So, and and it does take faith. That's right. So Holy Spirit, what are you what are you saying to me in that in that particular scripture? What are you saying to me? And allow allow him to speak to you. And we don't come off of those scriptures. We don't let go of those scriptures that we are meditating on until we've, you know, wrung that rag dry, so to speak. If our thoughts are always on the Father and his love, peace will abide. God's word says in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, 
give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. It says that you have something to do with that. You can either allow it to happen, allow it to be troubled, allow it to be afraid, or you can take your thoughts captive and not allow those evil thoughts. As a matter of fact, that's what happened to the children of Israel when the, they sent out the, uh, the spies. They allowed those, and it became an evil report because of lack of faith and not believing the Lord can deliver them. It doesn't matter who the giants were. But that is another teaching. The first scripture we, we mentioned, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Perfect peace, no matter what, what storm is raging around you. A few more scriptures when it comes to fear. Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. He delivered me from all my fears. That's a powerful word, all. He delivered me from all my fears. We already mentioned First Timothy, Second Timothy 1, 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hebrews 13, 6, So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The Lord is my helper. And First John 4.18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. And I looked up that word torment, it meant punishment, penalty. If I may be so bold as to say it, it may be, maybe, the reason why some of us are sick and not, cannot receive healing, because there's something on the inside that blocks our healing. I got... Uh, I got so fed up, actually, with seeing sickness and being a, a healing, believing individual and not seeing enough of it. I got so fed up with it. And I realize, I recognize that God wants to heal more than we want the healing. He's provided in the atonement the healing that's for every single one of us. So why are we not seeing as much as we should be seeing? One of it may be an underlying deep on the inside. Not that you've outwardly gone out there and sinned, but there may be a fear blocking that healing. It may not be the only thing. Something is blocking it because he has provided for the healing. That's Once again, that's another teaching. Like I said, it's not enough to recite the Word of God. We must have a relationship with the author. With the relationship, we understand what he means because the Holy Spirit reveals it when we speak the Word. We can spend our time in, in our mind in the garden walking with the Lord in the cool of the day. Have you ever, have you ever just sat down and closed your eyes, gone to your favorite place, I mean, it could be a garden, could be a baseball field. I don't know. Uh, gone to your your favorite place, and in your mind sat down on a bench, and in your mind the Father is sitting next to you, or even better, gone through the throne room, climbed up the robe, 
and sat in father's lap and placed your head on his chest in your mind and stayed there. Yeah, that's walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That's keeping your mind stayed on him because you trusted him. That's where the peace comes from. Fear and anxiety may fear and anxiety may be hindering you, hiding you from him. Meditate on those scriptures which speak the truth concerning fear. Stay there until you know the truth and and the truth makes you free. Then peace will flood your heart even through the worst of storms. Psalm 39 139 verses 13 to 18. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. How precious are your thoughts about me. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Down to verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. This is how it's done. We made it meditate on the word. We enjoy unbroken fellowship with the Father as we do. Holy Spirit points out things we need to lay at the altar, confess, and repent of. This is the process of sanctification. 1 John chapter 1. This is then, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not do the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we, de- if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. This once again is the encouragement, the recommendation to not be lazy in our thought, to actually filter out. I heard a, a, I read a, a book where there's a young child who saw an angel and the father was, a, I think, a minister of some type. And the, the, the little young child was describing the angel. And the father told the young child, ask the angel why I can't see him. Child 
you, the father heard the child ask and saw the child listening and came back to the father because your eyes have seen too much evil that you know that uh, that really that really hit me uh, so if my eyes had seen too much evil my ears have heard too much evil then mouth spoken evil then those things I need to make sure that I don't let them those things stay in my mind that I may be able to draw closer and closer and closer to him and spend my time in the garden all day long unless I'm actively doing something else which would take my mind away from from spending time in the, in the garden with him but my mind needs to be in the garden with him as much as possible rather than than all allowing all those other thoughts to come into my mind i come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the joy i hear falling on my ear the son of god discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me i am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known heavenly father thank you for your word thank you for reminding us of your love for us thank you for reminding us of how you really feel about us your creation oh lord god help us to eradicate all fears oh lord god that we may draw closer to you and enjoy your kingdom and bring your kingdom to earth and share you with others and these blessings we ask and believe that they're done in jesus name amen amen, amen. amen.